sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm sitting here with my other show host, Dottery Pooh. What's my name? Riho. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you remembered. Yeah, Riho. I'm sorry <laughs> that I didn't really remember your it's name. It's okay. I'm sorry that I made you remember my name. I'm sorry that I'm really tired today. I'm sorry that I have tea all over the place. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So audience, how <laughs> annoying is that? It's pretty annoying, right? I'm sorry. It's annoying. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> annoying. I'm so sick of people saying sorry. So what is our show about today? Can you imagine? It's about um, adoptions. <laughs> it's about adopting a new way of speaking to one another. <laughs> Look at you with the twisty turns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to talk about my twisty final, but we'll talk about that later in That's all she can talk about oh is God. her school. So I'm not sorry that that's all I can talk about, <laughs> but our show topic today is talk is having an open discussion about how women say they're sorry. Not even women, because mine came about... You got men doing it too? Well, so this is kind of where I brought the topic to mom, and I was like, you know what's really pissing me off? Sorry's. And then she's like, oh my God, me too, but it ended up being because of totally different reasons. Nice. And so I had my dance concert, which is like my final... Yeah, this is, I can't wear these. And there, we are all stuffed in a room, in a dressing room. And everyone is, like, really annoyed and, like, pissed off and tired. Like, we're all so exhausted. Mm-hmm. We've been putting in hours and hours and hours of, like, physical, physical activity. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever seen someone fly across the stage and then land, like, from 10 feet in the air? That's what we're doing, like, over and over and over again to get it perfect. And everyone's heightened and we're all annoyed. And everyone is just, like, in each other's way. And everyone's, like, getting pissed off. And then I had someone say you know, oh, I'm sorry for, you know, snapping at you, which is fine. But everyone kept saying sorry. And I was like, I'm not sorry. I'm not, you're not sorry. I know you're not sorry, first of all, because you meant to say that because I was in your way. (laughs) That's just what it was. Like you were telling me to get out of your way. Sure, it might have been a little bit more terse than what you would normally talk to me like. But we all, I thought, were, you know, under the same impression and had the same understanding that we're a little bit, heightened right now Mm -hmm. so the fact that I don't know just the fact that they were saying sorry for something that we were all doing and now we all understood was kind of annoying because a I don't believe you because you're not sorry and second of all even if you were sorry you shouldn't be sorry and so I made like this little speech I got on like a little soapbox and I was like no one's allowed to apologize (laughs) for being you know crappy to one another because we're all in the same space and we all understand that we're not doing it to be mean it just is what it is and so that just got me thinking, uh, why do people even say sorry in situations exactly. like that if they so don't mean it? What do, you, what do you think sorry means? Well, it's an apology. It's feeling guilt or remorse or wishing that you hadn't have done something. And when somebody says sorry, to me, and this is like where a lot of fights and relationships come from, saying sorry means that you feel so badly about it that you're going to make sure that that same thing doesn't happen again. Correct. So... 
if you're saying sorry for stuff that happens all the time, like the same occurrence, like being bitchy during a dance show, <laughs> why are you saying sorry if you know it's going to happen again the next night? Like, obviously, you're not sorry about it. It's just something that happens that everyone needs to understand. So I don't know. I was trying to figure out the delineation between a genuine sorry and like a sorry that annoys me because it all, well, first of all, everything is annoying me right now. <laughs> so, Finals. yeah. So I don't know. Just I'm trying to figure out this whole sorry nonsense. I would think that a real sorry would be in an instance, say, in your dance backstage area when someone actually felt remorse, not just kind of an excuse me, kind of I'm, I'm sorry, but actually felt like I really crossed the line. Like if they had said something? Right, because it happens. Yeah. People snap and they go too far. Maybe in that instance... A, a genuine heartfelt, you know, I went too far. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because then if they don't say sorry, then you get upset. Right. Because you're like, they didn't acknowledge that yeah. they did something wrong. Yeah. So the other example you were talking about in planning, I thought was actually very legitimate. And this was also around your dance show. One of um, the dancers injured themselves oh, yeah. in her show. And Rio was asked to, um, a, what is it, apprentice? Uh, well, I was an understudy. An understudy. And you had to learn the dance in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And you kept apologizing and kept saying, I'm sorry that I don't have this. I'm so sorry it's not full Yeah, because I, I really felt bad right. because I felt like I was the weakest link at that point, which I was. And I felt that I was disappointing the rest of the company because I they had to either dumb down their dancing to like match me or I was in the wrong place causing them to like miss their mark or like I was just afraid that I was causing it to fail and I took that as my own responsibility yes. so I was genuinely sorry that I was the one causing all of the you know yeah so that's a genuine apology you were feeling it inside you weren't just like brushing it off you right were feeling but then in the same vein I reflecting on it right now I feel like I shouldn't have been sorry because it wasn't like I wasn't trying my hardest, you know? No, you... Should I have really been... Should I have felt those feelings? And that's mm-hmm. where this was... Where this evolved into is, yes, saying sorry was legitimate because I really did mm-hmm. feel those feelings, but why did I feel those feelings? The people in my company weren't mad at me mm-hmm. for messing up. A, I wasn't in. messing up. Mm-hmm. B, they were grateful that mm-hmm. I had taken that spot. And C, I watched the video. The dance was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there was nothing to be sorry about Mm -hmm. so then that's the other part of this argument is why saying sorry okay yes we believe you you're genuine with your apology but why are you feeling that remorse and that guilt in the first place well I have a couple thoughts on that I think sometimes as you said earlier you're testing the waters yeah you're you're fishing for information whether it's um to feed yourself because of confidence issues yeah because during the dance show I said sorry and they're like oh my god don't be sorry like you're doing great la 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 and then I was like well does that mean that I'm like fishing for compliments if I said sorry just wishing that they would have been like oh you're fine you're fine I don't I think maybe there's two types of fishing I think you genuinely felt yeah I did uncomfortable and unhappy about it and you needed some validation Mm -hmm. so we talked about this in planning. Perhaps the different articulation could have been, hey, I'm struggling with this. I just want to make sure it's to your expectation. Right. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, it's yeah. not good. Or do you guys feel comfortable with yeah. how I'm doing it? Or do I need to change yeah. anything? Yeah. And I, I just think it's a changing of your articulation because the feeling is the same. I think that we just 
say it. But I feel like I should find a way to not have those <laughs> feelings because those are negative feelings to feel like you're letting everyone down when you're not. I never let anyone down during that process no, at you all. Didn't. But I felt like I was, and that's kind of sad. Oh, it is sad. Right. So yeah. why what in my life, you know, prompted me to automatically feel like I was the weakest link, the failure, the one screwing everyone up? Um, I don't know. Well, you know, like you have to answer that. But I mean, but it, was it we were talking right. We were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the confidence, and then there's there's this this thought of you're arrogant or you're conceited if you agree that you are good at something yeah so I think that's where I kind of was trying to I struggle with that as well right and I know we're running out of time in this segment but I am going to share my story and work how a colleague a male colleague of mine caught it Mm -hmm. and brought it to my attention and he um scolded me for it so I do think it has to do with confidence and I do think that it has to do with not wanting to come across being arrogant right. or um, bossy, bitchy. Right, and I think that's part of the reason why the whole concept of sorry makes mm-hmm. me so angry because when someone says it, you know that they're not fully backing up what they shouldn't be sorry about. The intention behind it is different. Right, even mm-hmm. though those feelings are present and you do feel remorse, you shouldn't feel those remorse. Feelings. In some cases, yeah. Right. That's I don't know. We have to figure out how to draw the line. And I'm sure through talking about it, we'll come to some consensus. And it also plays into the commercial that we are referencing mm-hmm. during the show is a Pantene commercial, mm-hmm. which we'll kind of go over on the next segment. But that shows a really good example yes. of the wrong kinds of sorries. Yes. And some of them we don't necessarily agree with yes. either. So we're going to break those down. So yeah. during the break, audience, please go watch it so that you can be on the same page. It's and the Sorry Not Sorry Pantene commercial. Mm-hmm. So that you guys can have an opinion about what we're talking about too. Yeah. But for now, let's take a break. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm the Voice America and Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Join us every week for Paper Hope Next Generation. This is a program for all women, regardless of age, who want to connect and start having real conversations about tough subjects. None of our topics are off the table. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet Radio Airwaves, we'll talk about the topics that impact women with specific focus on relationships, family, community, and self. 
Join Paper Hope Next Generation live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hope that you will be a part of the conversation. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my daughtery, Pooh, Rio Wade. Why do you always call me some sort of poop? No matter what. Well, daughtery, Pooh, Audience, poop, do you really want to know? Shithead. <laughs> <laughs> I never call you that. Granddad did. Well, <laughs> perhaps. My whole life. It had to do with the fact that when Rio was born, she <laughs> swallowed her bowel movement on the way out. So this child has been full of shit her whole life. I don't know. Your nickname was Pooh. Literally since the moment I was born, I was full of crap. <laughs> I'm 100. And it was my own crap, too. So now you know. Not even somebody else's crap. <laughs> Uh, that was probably too much information <laughs> audience, but i'm not sorry for sharing it no because now you understand i don't know does that cause brain damage too <laughs> no you were in an incubator for three there days you go so well to monitor you to make sure you didn't go crazy so i have um human contact issues because I, <laughs> I was raised in a box you were a girl in a bubble for three days it's terrible anyway we are digressing <laughs> We actually do have a show for you today. We're a little squirrely because it is finals. And if you're having finals, um, I am very sorry. <laughs> I am literally very sorry about that. So hopefully during the break, you went and watched the Pantene commercial because we're going to take a moment and talk about that a little bit. So real in the vignettes that were there, which ones did you agree with and which ones did you not agree with? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was a scenario of a businesswoman at a meeting, corporate world, this and that. And she was, I don't know if she was asked an opinion or she was offering an opinion. And mm-hmm. the first one, she was like, hi, I'm really sorry, but um, do you think that maybe we should do it the first way that we decided? And of course, that annoyed the crap out of me because <laughs> you should never be timid when it comes to asserting your opinion, whether it's in the corporate world or school or with your friends, mm-hmm. because every... Especially the stigma is, you know, woman in the work world Mm -hmm. is a bitch if she asserts her opinion, Mm -hmm. this and that. That, first of all, should be abolished. Second of all, (laughs) as a woman, for women's rights, you should be an advocate for that movement and be assertive Mm -hmm. no matter what. And then the second vignette was the same scenario, but she was like, you know, excuse me, but I have a question. Do you think that we should do it the first way? And mm-hmm. she didn't apologize. Mm-hmm. It was still a little bit phrased as a question, which to me is just cur- courteous mm-hmm. to your work group, mm-hmm. you know, not being like, well, that's stupid. We should do it my way. <laughs> that would be bitchy. 
Right. Instead, the the happy medium is, you know, pardon me, but I really believe we should do it the first way. Or yeah. what do you think about doing it the first way? Do you have any opposition to that? Because I think thing? in the second vignette, she didn't even say, excuse me. She said, can we go back oh, yeah. to the first point? Because I think we missed something. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. She didn't even had, she didn't apologize. Mm-hmm. She just needed more information. And that was, to me, was much more appropriate yeah. than. Well, same thing just in school. I can think of like, we've been cleaning dances recently mm-hmm. for the show and you watch, you know, your peers do the dance and then you offer either criticism mm-hmm. or something you noticed. And if we were timid, we would never get anything done, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we just said, sorry, like everyone would get annoyed because we're like, just spit it out. We just, for efficiency reason right yeah. we just really need to know what mm-hmm. your opinion is mm-hmm. and so I just feel like that's a lot better way to go about asserting your opinion instead of coming at it because to me if someone comes at me with an opinion that's timid saying sorry and apologizing obviously you're not confident enough in your opinion that I shouldn't take you yes, seriously in the I'm first place I'm glad you brought that up because in these Pantene vignettes the, uh, the second one that I wanted to talk about was the gal that knocks on the door in the first vignette she says I'm sorry do you have a minute Mm-hmm. <laughs> what tone does that set? don't don't be sorry then because obviously you're setting yourself up for failure if you're already sorry for what you're about to say i don't want to hear it i think people sometimes use that in in hopes of being polite but the second vignette where they redo it and they show her walking in she walks in and she says do you have a second right just right away do you have the a minute person can respond yeah. by no if you have a minute cool if you don't Cool, That's cool, cool too. too. <laughs> it's like, don't yeah. apologize. The point of asking the question is to make sure it's at their convenience. Yes. You don't need to say sorry to begin with. Yeah. That just makes you look like a loser. <laughs> well, it, I don't know. To me, it gives the appearance of meek, being yeah. meek and weak and right. that your opinion is small. And If you're trying to impress an opinion on someone, why would you start it off by being so weak? I don't know. You know? Well, I can speak to that because here's my example with my email and my corporation. I might have shared this on air before, but... Um, I was writing an email to a bunch of colleagues correcting something that was done in incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And I started off by saying, I'm sorry to inform you. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right. And my colleague, who is a male, was sitting behind me and he said, what are you doing? <sighs> why are you writing that? You're not sorry. Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> and why should you apologize Thank you for, for catching me. it and being smarter than the audience in which you are writing? Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> and, and that to me was like a tipping point. Like I had to, cha- I had to change the whole thought process in, in crafting that email mm-hmm. and every email from that moment on. Mm-hmm. You saying that in this whole thing makes me, I think, because I, I just get angry when people mm-hmm. say sorry. Like I know there's a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. and I know that sometimes people say sorry and they need to say sorry. But I feel like I get so angry when people say sorry because I just feel like as a society and as like a group, a species, we should have a little bit more sense of understanding for people's we situations don't. and opinions. We and instead we automatically try to tear them down because of our own personal whatever's going on in our life but if everyone had more of a sense of understanding for other people's situations there would be no need for sorry because they would understand that and I guess it's a lack of gen- genuineness genuinity I don't know how you say well, that on on the people saying sorry because yeah. we're so ready to like put our guard up for someone offering yes. an opinion in malice yeah. that we just automatically attack and so that's why people say sorry to begin with mm-hmm. because they're they're making sure that the other person knows it's not in malice so it's just like this annoying imbalance of A you're not genuine and B you're not understanding mm-hmm. like the one person on the one end the receiving end isn't understanding of the person and then the person saying sorry isn't 
genuine. So it's just like, you know what I see when you're uh, explaining that. And even when I was explaining my email, I see like a dog cowering, you know, a dog that's been hit too many times Yeah. or you should never hit a dog. There's not a too many times. <laughs> One time. Let me just back up. Unless you're a granddad and it's a ranch dog. I <laughs> yeah. Kick raised, him a couple times. I was raised in a family. <laughs> I didn't do any hitting, but I was raised in a family. Um, yeah. But yeah, a dog that's been abused mm-hmm. um, will cower and lower his head um, mm-hmm. when you go to pet it. Right. And you're going to give the dog praise, um, praise, but the dog is still afraid. Right. And, and in my email scenario, it's very similar. I was cowering. You're like waiting. Wait, waiting, flinching, waiting for someone to respond to me in a terse or mean manner mm-hmm. when, like you were saying, perhaps I should be a little more impervious to someone's attacks. And right. that's what my friend who was mentoring me at the time was saying, you know, you should not have to worry about someone's right. retaliation. They did it wrong. Right. And it's just a lack of... of Confidence. Well, genuine emotions on all sides. Yeah, it's... Well, and this is where we were talking about planning, too. It has to do with vulnerability. Right. I certainly did not want to make myself vulnerable. To those people, especially. To those people, especially, because I didn't feel strong enough to take any type of, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, criticism to my communication. And, in fact, I am strong enough to take that. I just... I don't know. I think it, it's easier sometimes to take the cowering away. Because mm-hmm. then you don't have confrontation. Yes. But if they come at you and they're like, why are you telling me I'm wrong? Like they're accusing you of being mm-hmm. mean. And you want to automatically snap back mm-hmm. and be like, well, I'm you're wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> la, la, la. And then it becomes this big inflamed argument. Mm-hmm. When if there was understanding on both sides and a lack of ego and more confidence. Ego, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> it is total ego. I didn't want to get my ego trained. Trampled and right. I didn't want to trample their ego. Right. I was trying to, you know, walk on eggshells. No if you will. ego battle. Yeah. And and frankly, you shouldn't have to worry about those right. things. That's that's the part that annoys me is is I kind of I don't know, I guess I'm becoming more flower child than I i <laughs> think I am. Is apple I feel, doesn't fall that far from the tree. <laughs> I feel like everyone should be a little bit more kumbaya when it comes to like these kinds of settings. Me too. And it's just why aren't we understanding each other's humanism and not just like being nice instead afraid. we have to say sorry in order to cover up what might happen because we're unsure of the other person's reaction. Mm -hmm. It's like we're all living in an alcoholic family and it's not fair. It is true. (laughs) You know? It is true. I don't know. Um, What other point were we going to make? You had said something in planning about um, the perception of being a bitch when you say you're sorry um, or sorry for having a breakdown. There was a gal, I think, that said said she was sorry because she was overtired, something, she had some tragedy go on in her life. Well, it wasn't her that said sorry. This is just something that I was noticing. I don't know. I'm so, like, over analytical of everything (laughs) that happens to me. Like, not even my, you know, everyone's like, oh, overthinking. I don't overthink about my own thoughts. I just, like, gather way too much information (laughs) and then I don't know what to do with it in my own head. (laughs) During the dance show, again, everyone's heightened, everyone's emotional, everyone's pissed off, tired exhausted whatever we have a girl who I got really close with during you know the creating of this piece about nightmares because we like related on all of our like messed up brain la 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 whatever we have really weird nightmares and um she had had a death in the family and she was trying to keep it under wraps because she didn't want everyone you know giving her sympathy and like causing more drama and this and that which I totally understood and during our last run through like the fake dress rehearsal right before the show the dance, she she messed up during the dance mm-hmm. and it like triggered something in her head mm-hmm. and she just lost it. And I like heard her bawling in the lobby and I was like, oh God, I know that cry. Like that is just like <laughs> a grief stricken. I cannot handle this anymore. 
so what I did is, first of all, I blocked everyone from going over to her because she's like me. She doesn't want anyone who doesn't get it to be over there, and that's mm-hmm. just annoying. And then I went over there, and and there was a girl there who isn't really close with her, but I know she was grateful for the comfort, and like everyone was just kind of in a weird spot. And then everyone leaves, and I go over there. She like collapses in my lap, you know, like she knows that I'm not gonna tell her anything she doesn't want to hear. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's okay. You're okay. You're okay." And then I'm like, "Guys, she's not okay. Like, I don't mean to be dramatic, but she's allowed to have this breakdown. Like, stop trying to tell her to stop crying. Like, she doesn't have to stop." I know we're getting digressed a little bit, but I don't know what that's. I don't know. They they clearly she wasn't all right. They were basically putting sorry in her mouth. Is what I was noticing. Wow. Is, Is they were being sorry for her to them to themselves because they couldn't take her emotion they weren't they weren't sure how to handle it and I'm like look this is what's happening she's losing her crap it's totally (laughs) fine you can stay here with her and watch her lose her crap and be like damn that sucks or you can leave if it's too Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for you Mm -hmm. offer her water if you want and then everyone kind of started to level out because I was like hey it lose your shit you are allowed to right now please do it I will lose mine with you like (laughs) not even a big deal don't be sorry please do like don't be sorry you don't you can't go back on stage being in that space and and trying to like suck it yeah are you kidding me everyone else is so uncomfortable right everyone was trying to put sorry in her mouth and I was like nobody in this situation is sorry for anything this is all completely natural and normal and everyone just needs to stop feeling uncomfortable about it Mm -hmm. like it was just so weird to me because when I'm having a breakdown like that there's nothing I want to hear besides let it happen (laughs) you know like I don't want anything except for you know do you want to go away from here because sometimes I do or do you want what do you need from me Mm -hmm. so what ended up happening is she calmed down and everyone kind of realized hey no one's sorry for anything like we're all just in this and this is what it is it is what it is and we have to let it happen Mm -hmm. right and so they like gathered her stuff so she didn't have to go back in the crowded dressing room and she went back on stage and just sat for bows didn't like do it and then she was fine and then she left and then she ended up going to the hospital because she had surgery like three days before that on her stomach and there was something wrong like we if we wouldn't have calmed down enough to like understand that she could have been in trouble and so everyone was frantic oh it's okay it's okay graze over the situation you're sorry you're sorry and I was like oh my god this is not how we should handle situations like this no sometimes you have to marinate and I know I always say her name Brene Brown talks about leaning into the discomfort Mm -hmm. and she in her book gifts of um, imperfection she talks about the types of friendship Mm -hmm. that you need and the qualities in people and one of those is the friend you don't want that's just going to smear it all over and try and just just like cover it up because the emotion or what you're saying is too intense for them to take in and shoulder right and that's, yeah. I don't know, it just connected to me f- with sorry because mm-hmm. that's what it felt like mm-hmm. as they were apologizing Why? for her. She wasn't sorry. Mm-hmm. I think that's another reason her and I get along really well too because <laughs> she's very unapologetic about how she is in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has, she's like me. If you don't agree with how I live my life and how I function as a friend, don't be my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize and try to shift my beliefs mm-hmm. on st- being a friend to be friends with you. Yeah. It's not worth it to me. No, and I love that about you. I think we have to talk about that in the next segment too. You know, why are people always looking for approval you know I don't and apologizing know apologizing who their true self is that's that's the biggest thing that bothers me is people apologizing whether literally or not mm-hmm. on behavior. something they like like at a restaurant if mm-hmm. you're ordering something special or if you 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 know 
look weird or you do something that's quote weird and you apologize yeah. for it. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. Or you don't like a suggestion that somebody had mm. and you say I'm sorry but I just really don't oh, like it. Why you, are you sorry? I don't like that. You know? Like, that's the biggest yeah. pet me backwards yeah. thing about this whole thing. <laughs> Cheese grater time. <laughs> Bye. So on that note, let's take a break because I gotta calm down. <laughs> and we'll be right back. You're listening to Paper Hope. Next generation. Next generation. <laughs> Sorry. I got so mad you, I forgot who I was. You stopped. I know. I you stopped. I know. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Welcome now, back to the program. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne <laughs> on Paper Hope host, Next Generation. Back there, <laughs> Tamara Wade, and this is not my daughter, Ipu. Oh. She's just my daughter. <laughs> oh, okay. Real Wade. Hi. <laughs> Rewind if you want to hear why I'm not going to call her poo anymore. Because I'm full of crap. I get it. (laughs) In our last segment, we were talking about um, people's apologizing for who they are and what they like, whether they do it verbally or through behavior. And this one makes me lose my mind. Uh, Everyone who's been following us for the past however many years that we've been on the radio, Next Gen versus Street Team, Mm -hmm. my whole revelation throughout this whole process is being comfortable with who I am. And I hate saying that because it's so like Disney Channel cheesy, but it's like (laughs) literally what I mean, like being comfortable with things that I enjoy, even though they're not the same as the people around me. We talk about this a lot, high school versus college, because in high school, you're surrounded by the same group of people. Mm -hmm. And it's just a small percentage of who's in the world. And then you get to college and you realize that there's a lot of different Mm -hmm. kinds of likes and dislikes, and that maybe there is a niche for you. And even if there isn't, you're allowed to just have your own unique specific likes and dislikes Mm -hmm. whether they match someone else's or not Mm -hmm. so my whole thing has been you know I was always sheepish and apologetic and uncomfortable with disagreeing with people because Mm -hmm. of something that I liked that they didn't like or something that I didn't like that they did like this could be you know, when it comes to going to party and partaking in drugs and alcohol that I didn't really like doing or it could be you know hanging out with a certain person or group of people that I do that a lot now in my regular life is denying hanging out with people because I just refuse to be around them for a reason or Mm -hmm. another when in high school I would try really hard to not be uncomfortable with being Mm -hmm. around somebody who's doing heroin and I really don't want to be a part of that I think we have to pause there (laughs) I know I know you have a lot more to say on this but I really want to emphasize what you just said because Mm -hmm. some of our younger listeners Mm -hmm. could really benefit from this because 
there is a difference between acknowledging what you really like in yourself and what you really like in your friend group versus trying to force yourself to fit. Mm-hmm. And that is a sorry yeah. by your behavior. Exactly. And that's what I was trying to Sorry communicate. for who I am. I'm trying to fit in. And yeah. I realize in high school, it's, it's so much more difficult. In high school, I'm kind of shifting my advice to just get through it. You know? No, it is. It is not good. There's no uh, yeah. goodness. It I'm, sucks. I'm shifting mine from be yourself and do what you want and, and take the haters to get through it. You, you can do en- that in high school. You have to even, endure Or in college. So endure, endure, endure. But still, you have to do the mental work yeah. to be able to be yourself when you get out of high school. Yeah, you can be your secret to yourself, yeah. you know? And that's what I feel like it, I have been doing, is mm-hmm. like I have my own set. My best friend Summer, think whatever you believe in, that she is similar to me mm-hmm. in a lot of our beliefs mm-hmm. and our outlooks. Even though we don't usually handle situations exactly the same, that's we kind of have the same weird kind of, not weird because I really hate the word weird too well, no, I'm sick I know. of people That's calling other, me weird those are hedge words <laughs> and it is sort of like an apology it is to call yourself weird oh, or I'm to, weird or to call yourself a nerd I just had yeah. this conversation with Lindsay her, yeah. my um, nine-year-old in the car because at her school people like to call each other nerd as an insult yeah you're like okay why, why? Uh, am I sorry that I'm going to be rich and you're not? Yeah. <laughs> like, Nerds rule the world. And the minute you know. figure that out, you can join us. Or Because I kind of get upset when you two call each other nerds or you call yourself nerds. Like when you're studying and you're cooped up in your office oh, and I you're like, like, I'm a nerd. Yeah, but you're like, I'm just a nerd. And I'm like, well, you're kind of apologizing for being cooped mm, up in your office and studying inflection. the whole time. Right. I have to change my inflection because so, I don't mean it negatively. Because let me back You're up. excited about school. Yeah. That's what you mean. I'm very excited. And let me tell you, when I was your age and um younger mm-hmm. I wanted to be a nerd I I couldn't get good grades in school was completely unfocused had a lot of baggage things going on and I desperately wanted to be smart mm-hmm. my family deemed me stupid on mm-hmm. any and every front that they could so for me it's giddy to call myself a nerd you're excited I'm so excited right. the fact that I'm I've just I'm nearly right. finished with Navakov's Lolita are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a big progression in your life, <laughs> scholarly and personally. <laughs> That's another show. But I know. Just, you, you get what I'm saying. Like it's well, I I still agree with the whole like because I used to call myself weird all the time, and and this bothers me. And I know it's kind of like an immature thing. And for anyone who's listening that does this, I'm really sorry. But when <laughs> you, you are not sorry, uh, no, I am because oh. I don't. I, I'm sorry if you take it in the oh, in the wrong gotcha. way because I'm trying really hard to. If I I'm sorry if I'm not conveying it correctly. Mm. Because that's not what I mean to do. But in in a lot of like bios or descriptions on social media, people will post like, oh, my name's Rio. I'm really weird. And I like a lot of things that other people don't like. You know, like kind of a kind of a cop out. It's called hedging yeah and you're you're fishing and waiting for someone to be like oh okay. I like the same thing you're not weird you're or not weird or it's an excuse that's yeah. basically what it is it's to do what, what you said. want and basically excusing yourself for being different is the same as apologizing mm-hmm. for being different mm-hmm. why are you justifying being different when you should just be different because people are afraid Right. They're afraid. Exactly. And that's why I don't agree. That's why I don't agree with sorry, because you're not confident in your decision making. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that's not affecting anyone but yourself, you shouldn't be sorry because you're only sorry to yourself at that point. And if you're sorry to yourself, you're not living authentically. And that pisses me off. That's the pain. (laughs) That's the pain point. If you're not living authentically. And it's horrible. Like I said, I've been struggling with this, this whole process of this Mm -hmm. radio therapy Mm -hmm. that I like to call it. It is radio therapy. (laughs) Um, Thanks for coming along. Because you get to talk to yourself out loud. 
about it and <laughs> figure out that you're an idiot sometimes. BT dubs, that's but, what therapy sessions are like. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. It's free and it's <laughs> I'm my own therapist and I didn't even get a degree. So yay me. Yeah, you. But living authentically has kind of been my lesson that I've been learning in my late teens, early 20s. And a lot of it has to do with stopping apologizing for mm-hmm. things that I'm not sorry for. For who and what you are. Right. Because I'm realizing that I have a lot, my likes and dislikes are completely different yes. than what I thought they were in high school Amazing, because I was right? apologizing. Amazing. So I have another good example on this same yes, vein of thought. What is it? So I have a day job, as you guys know, and it's filled with all kinds of interesting, unique individual people. And a lot of them have like really scholarly, academic-y degrees because mm-hmm. I work and I, I actually am a, a programmer and do really smart things right. by <laughs> studying prescription drug data. But when I tell people that I'm back in school and they're like, oh, what is your degree? Expecting some sort of bioengineer or right. something crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going back to school for my psychology and sociology credential and you can just see the disappointment <laughs> it's like saying you're getting face. like a liberal arts degree <laughs> like what and I just you know when it first started happening there was a piece of me that like went I started crouching like mm-hmm. the animal we talked about you were sorry I was sorry sorry I disappointed you I felt like I was disappointing oh, them man. no 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 and it wasn't until last night because I passed one of my difficult finals I'm feeling very proud of myself and I thought wait a minute just because that person's disappointed, they have no idea what I'm going to do. And what I'm going to do is so amazing that they're going to freak the freak out when I get there. I'm Okay, so I'm in my learning stage right now. Oh, but just you wait. Well, and that, that reminds me of something else is, is you trying to justify your <laughs> schooling when you know personally that the end result is going to be far beyond what anyone ever is expecting of you. So, again, why are you feeling that way? Why are you know. feeling like you need to apologize for something that you genuinely know is going to knock the socks off anyone who ever doubted you? You know, it's, yes, <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I can draw on is that my whole adolescent and childhood I was always viewed as not smart enough yeah. to participate well you're excited but then yeah. when somebody doesn't understand the it, where it you draws on that disappointment right. that I saw in my parents face right like and which is funny because when I was really little I was reading law books like when I was <laughs> Lindsay's age my father is an ex-police officer so I was always rummaging through his criminal law and I know he didn't say it specifically the way I remember it but the essence of what he said was why are you reading that you're too stupid right because my brother was a scholar so god knows you both can't be (laughs) right and my grades weren't because I had other things going on I was busy (laughs) so anyway I think that's what it it draws upon but now I have this clear vision and the next time that someone gives me that disappointed look, I'm going to call them out and be like, why are your brows furrowing? Yeah. Because what I'm doing is amazing. So I told you I'm getting my psychology and sociology degree. I bet you're thinking that I won't have work. <laughs> well, you don't even need to say it out loud. I want to because I'm tired of people looking at me like but I'm that, a failure. That that uh, is exhibiting a lack of confidence. How? We had this argument the other day of trying to be the better one in the room because you know you can be, oh. but you don't need to tell them because you should just know it right so that's do you see all the negative emotions and things that come from saying sorry and being apologetic for things you shouldn't be no you're right it's like the snowball effect of you need to tell them and show them that you'll be better and explain that's been my whole life right you need to stop (laughs) doing that because you know in your own head and you have the power to prove them wrong for me with my whole dance thing 
people do not give me the time of day because I am, quote, weird. And people don't know how to categorize me when it comes to acquaintance, friend, what do I do? No one's ever seen me dance until this dance show. No one's ever, you know, Which was awesome. seen me choreograph before. They don't understand. Which is brilliant. They don't know who I know in the dance world. Which I've known I've known the director and everyone that they know more than they've ever known them. <laughs> and I don't tell them. I don't need to prove to them, hey, you're acting like you're the big crap around town. Well, guess what? I've known those same people for eight times more than you've From known them. From my childhood. Right. So I don't do that. But then you wait and you, you're comfortable and you, you, you focus all of that energy into your work instead of there. proving it to them. And that way it hits them so much harder when they see you, when they sit in the audience or in the wings mm-hmm. and they watch you perform and they see everyone congratulate you on Facebook that they thought you didn't know. <laughs> you know, personalized messages from the person they're trying to impress directed to me and then the next day you're at school and they want to talk to you and (laughs) they want to be a part of your practicum piece and they want you to choreograph their solo for their audition like it happens and that is a lot better than trying to prove because as soon as you try to prove someone's going to not agree with you no matter what nope that's true I definitely agree with that there's there's a part of me though that it's that moral outrage Mm -hmm. we were talking about that too And I know we're running low on time, so we'll get back into that when we come to the other side of the break. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation (laughs) on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my daughter, (sighs) Rio Wade. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. And we've been talking about saris and apologies and um, why people behave in such a way that depicts an apology. And I think out of anything in this show, if that's the one thing you take away, that's the one that I wish for you to examine the most. Mm -hmm. And that is to not apologize for who you are as a human being Mm -hmm. and to aspire to live 
organically and authentically in everything that you do. It's a hard lesson to learn. I'm, I'm still learning I'm it. teaching my mom that lesson <laughs> right now. Yeah, because it's compassion, and that's what we were talking about before. And, you know, compassion is something you give to yourself. Right. People kind of miss that. Right. They think that it's an outward kind of thing, that you're always just showering an individual with compassion. But, uh, audience, I want you to Google Joan Halifax. She has a TED Talk, and she's just... She's got Halifax. She is a Halifax, <laughs> let me tell you. She is just... One hella lady, let me tell you. She blew my mind because she talks about compassion and she's a woman that travels in Africa and does missionary work and she's seen some shit, let me tell you. And she talks about um, the enemies to compassion and one of them I know intimately and that is moral outrage. Mm -hmm. Compassion cannot exist when you are morally outraged by yourself, by the behavior in other people. And what we were just talking about on the last break outrages me. Mm -hmm. And so I can't... Gives me anxiety thinking about it. <laughs> I can't live in compassion when I'm in that space. So right. yes, I, I have been working on it. It's very difficult for me. And if you can't live in compassion for other people, you can't live in compassion for yourself. No. It's, it's and a, then you trip your own self yep. up just because you're pissed off about somebody else. Yeah, because what we were talking <laughs> about on the last one, how much energy would I expend just trying now, to prove? Just now, explaining to me about how you were going to prove that lady I wrong. Know, I'm I like, know. you just wasted all of your emotion I, during well, the day. You know what my therapist calls it? <laughs> she calls it justice feathers. She says that my wings are back behind me. And when I get all fiery like that, she sees these... <laughs> Like yeah. these wings come up like I'm just gonna tear you up yeah and why why it's moral is outrage. that necessary no it is it's not it's never necessary no, it is not the world is big enough there are enough people in the world that that is never necessary do you know how long she's been working on me with that really 15 years well and, well <laughs> are you glad that you've done it because up until this point what what are your now future <sighs> plans to get out of here <laughs> to move somewhere else because you are now realizing that the world is a lot bigger than yeah you imagine well, and that it's possible to go somewhere else so once you recognize that the people that you're surrounding with surrounded with you don't need to be surrounded with Powerful. you kind of drop this like needing to prove to them because yeah. if they really piss you off that much move states i don't know do something different <laughs> you know? i'm actually changing careers by yeah. going to school and I don't my know. life will look extremely different in the next five years it's just it's just not that we're putting we're making it way more complicated we're making it way more hard on ourselves mm -hmm. by apologizing for who we are by that really being sucks. timid about our decisions and not being assertive and not allowing people to express themselves and feeling like they should be sorry because they make you uncomfortable. That like being sorry in general, unless it's to, you know, convey to someone that you didn't mean mm -hmm. to act so harshly, I think is just unnecessary. Stop apologizing for stuff that for you, you shouldn't are. apologize for. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I agree. It just bothered me. Um, one last thought on this subject, and then we'll go into some details because I could get really ranty. <laughs> My blood pressure is way up. Um, Let's talk about just a moment for about communication because we touched on this in the first segment when we were talking about your dancing and, and you apologize because you genuinely felt remorse and sadness about, um, you know, not dancing to the same level as everybody else. Right. And we, we spoke briefly about maybe a better way uh -huh. to communicate that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to leave this topic with just a seed in your brains. Um, think of a different way to communicate an apology right because perhaps it's not truly an apology perhaps you just need clarification mm -hmm. similarly to this Pantene ad which there are a few vignettes that we don't agree with but they're the couple that we talked about definitely hit home perhaps there's a better way to use words and not an apology yeah yep 
And we, again, my schooling is just so awesome, even though it's dance. And I'm not sorry that I'm getting a degree in dance because it's teaching me a lot of stuff that a lot of you don't get to learn. <laughs> um, we learn how to speak objectively about mm-hmm. things. And that way, no one can take it, neither good nor bad, mm-hmm. because it just, it is what it is. Describe what you saw and describe your reaction to it. That There's nothing anyone can argue about that. It's very direct. You know, so if you notice something during the day, and you feel like you should say something because it will benefit people or yourself, you just say it. And you make sure to not put any negative or positive mm-hmm. spins on it. Mm-hmm. That way nobody can be offended and yeah. you have nothing to be sorry for. Yeah. And don't take a playbook out of like reality television because <laughs> I think that's souring a lot of people on how to have tactful and meaningful communication. That's not a good example. What do you mean? Well, like on MTV and stuff, when you uh-huh. see, you know, girls just like yelling at each other and all the time, and then she's, I just think I need to tell you this because right. you blah, blah, blah. That's that's condescending and that's, that's, uh, that's going to make an argument. I just want to point out that that's not the example we're trying to point out. Yeah. And for me, there's there's a sense of, okay, maybe my communication can benefit from a little bit more of a... Um, a softer touch yes. or a tactful right. touch. Work on it. That's and if practice. You're, right. If you're worried about coming off incorrectly to the point where you're going to say sorry, maybe think of a different way to mm-hmm. approach it in the first place. That way that's, sorry is not necessary. Yes. That's what I want to leave with. Yeah. Any final thoughts on... Sorry's. No, I'm just, I'm glad that at least the, the my thought is in the world now. And hopefully there's people, I know there's people out there that agree I know with me. Are. Or if they don't agree with me, they do now agree with me because they didn't <laughs> know that it was a big deal. It's not really a big deal. There's a lot of concepts on the show that we talk about that we could be extremists about and like yeah. change in all of our everyday lives. Yeah. But it's just something that needs to be brought to your attention yeah. because once it's brought in your mind, mm-hmm. you will catch it every now and then and mm-hmm. it will pra- you'll practice it until mm-hmm. it becomes something that is better. Just like hedge words. We didn't get into those today really but I have a blog post on paperhope.com on hedging and I think it's really important for young people to pay attention to how they hedge and how they couch their sayings but yes. anyway we are going to go Ta-da. into daily details which we do all the time on Paper Hope street team um, but Rio and I, <laughs> we are in the throes of yeah. finals and it's like all I can think about and I feel like we haven't been on air for a long long time and so <laughs> you guys don't sorry. even know what's going on <laughs> so, so I am truly sorry about not yeah, being we feel on bad air. for I do feel gone. badly um, we have been in a tidal wave of school mm-hmm. and those of you who are in school whether you're in high school or in college um, you know what's going on this time of year <laughs> that's what's going on <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you an example that I'm so proud of because it's over and behind me because Rio like kicked me out of the house yesterday to go take my final because all my stuff is online but I'm like I get to, over it I had to take a, a test um proctored so anyway it was 200 multiple choice and four essay unnecessary closed book no notes unnecessary on um uh, I don't even remember over five chapters unnecessary yeah, I was lucky to get out of that crap with a D, and I'm happy. <laughs> Let me tell you, I passed the damn class overall, so That's all you, fair. You got the credit. That's all you care about. I mean, to give you an example, anything that I turned in that was written and I had reference points, I got 100%. Right. So this, I just, I don't know. I know what you guys are going through. This is incredulous. So take your two classes and multiply it by seven. 
No. Or multiply. I have seven finals I that I have to take. I'm I in can't. seven classes. I'm not inclined to yeah. want so to do it that way. That's the pressure I'm under, let alone the exhaustion from dancing. Yeah. Like if any any dancer out there, you say show week and automatically <laughs> done, hands off, you, we understand you. If you murder my dog, it's fine. I get it. <laughs> like nobody gives you any crap. I was just in show week for the last week. And then the week before that was pretty hellacious. And then this this week we had cleanup from the show and like you have to wash the costumes and then there's like final skills tests that you still have to dance even though you thought your body was done and then we had our informal performance which is the I can't same believe you had that crap I was on just top like, of the gym floor yeah and then there was open stage which was Friday and just everyone is so done with like everyone's yeah. crap but then you're like oh my brain actually has to stay on because yeah, I got one more week I have these eight papers I need to write because yeah. for some reason the dance department doesn't like to communicate with each other and the fact of of papers and I don't know just a lot a lot to deal with and I'm just malnourished because I'm yeah. stressed go, out and go I can't to my eat. Instagram oh. paper hope blog and look for the picture of Rio's feet oh yeah there and on tasty. mine on mine you can see my kneecaps that's her bruises what's my Instagram I don't even know what my find Instagram it because you know I'm going to tell dancers and athletes out there alike oh, we yeah. have a wonderful mentor Stephanie Schaefer who we've both danced under and she's brilliant and gorgeous and when she saw Rio's feet she immediately wrote in put <laughs> emu oil on it <laughs> what what is emu oil you ask well let me tell you it's, it's bird sweat that's it's burnt bird sweat <laughs> like it literally is oil from the skin of an emu which is like a small ostrich <laughs> so but apparently it does wonders for marley uh, not, burns and bruises not apparently i saw them disappear off your leg no that's apparent it's apparent oh, that, that's apparent. what it does <laughs> it is apparent yeah I, so anyway just I, it was amazing so go look at my instagram is r10 w-a-d-e I think <laughs> that's what it looks like. And uh, yeah, here. So audience, how are you guys? I know we haven't been here in a while. Um, <laughs> you can definitely find us on Facebook. I would like you to find us and interact with us. I post a lot of stuff. Follow me on Instagram. Dang there. it. I only have 300 followers and I feel like I'm a lot cooler than 300. Followers. I only have 300 too. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're a lot cooler than that. I know the blogs read in every country nearly. Yeah. I what the heck guys? It. I don't know. <laughs> Come on guys. You should be sorry. <laughs> Be sorry that no. you're following me no. on Instagram. And I, you know, I do want to know what you guys want to be discussed. Yeah. Um, if you write us at info at paperhope.com, um, we'll read your email on air even if you want us to. Heck yes. I'd be happy to. Oh, yeah. So as we turn the corner into the new year, we will have new shows. And um, I'm excited about those, not only for Next Gen, but for Street Team as well. Well, and I'll be getting my associate's degree in May, mm. and I'll be walking in graduation, and mm. I'll be transferring to a private Christian university. Which so I'll you tell you all real, about that. <laughs> that's going to be funny. I'm actually very excited because I feel like I need some diversification when it yes. comes to that kind yes, of thing because I've been so, you know, I've never been plugged in to that side of mm -hmm. life, and I'm really excited to meet certain people that, I don't know, Hopefully, we'll have a positive influence on my life I in one way so. or another. And hopefully, I'll have a positive influence on their life in one so. way or another. I think so, so, I don't know. A lot of diversification happening in my life, working at Civitan and mm -hmm. my college experience. And I just, I'm excited. So, there will be a lot of new lessons, I'm sure. I'm very excited. In the I, near future. I can't wait to finish my final project in my lit class. Because as I mentioned earlier, it is about Lolita. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, don't read that. <laughs> it's not for the tender of heart. I shouldn't say don't read it, but make sure that um, read, you're ready. Read the spark notes before you read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's a so good anyways, one. we're done. I know. Thanks, audience, for being here. We love you guys. We're so appreciative of you listening and dealing with our ranty rants. <laughs> um, we yeah. want to hear from you. So let us know what's up in your world. And until next time, we'll see you soon. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now. 